Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. You're listening to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose of this podcast is to help you know, love, and live God's word. My name is Tara, and I'm your host slash new best friend. Each week, we'll dive into the depths of scripture together. We'll answer questions that we all have as believers, have hard but good conversations, unpack passages in the Bible, and have deep, encouraging conversations with some amazing guests. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to grow your love and knowledge of his word so that you can live for him more. Are you ready, friend? Let's get into it. Hey friend, welcome back to the show. I am so excited that you took the time to be here with us today. I have my awesome new friend and one of like those amazing people that just seems like they've mentored you online for years, Jamie Ivey. She is an author, a speaker, a wife, a mother, and the host of a top rating podcast, The Happy Hour. I'm sure you've listened to it before. Today's an amazing day if you're listening to it on launch day or if you're listening to it after because Jamie just released her newest children's book, God Made You to Be You, a story about Sam the cactus and how he found his purpose in Christ alone and how he really learned that God made him uniquely to be who he is and not anyone else. Although this is a children's book, this conversation today on the show centers around comparison, how to quit comparison and realize that God actually made you uniquely for a purpose, for a reason. We talk about how to step into our purpose and what that actually is. And Jamie just really brings an encouraging word about refreshment and about really stepping into the God-given talents that you have today. Whether you're a mom and expecting mom or you're not a mom, this conversation is for you. This book is for you. So make sure to check out the book in the link in the show notes as a gift for a friend, for yourself. But we just pray that this conversation encourages you and reminds you that you were made for a purpose uniquely by God who loves you. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Jamie. 
Jamie, thank you so, so much for being on the show today and taking some time out of your busy schedule to sit down with us. I'm honored and I know that the listeners are too. So before we start into our conversation and about this awesome new book that is launching into the world that is actually launched into the world, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, share a little bit about who you are, what you do, and all the good things. Yes, Tara, thank you for having me. Uh, So my name is Jamie. I live in Austin, Texas, and I am married. My husband is Aaron, and he's a pastor at our church. And we have four kids, and they're big. They're just these ginormous (laughs) people that live with us. Uh, I have a senior in high school, so my oldest is a son, and I cannot even believe that he is about to launch into the world. And it (laughs) it is happier and harder than I could have ever imagined. And then We have two boys who are 16 and 15, and they're both sophomores. And then our last is a girl, and she's in eighth grade, and she's 13. And so four kids is what keeps most of my life busy. And I also host... I also host a podcast called The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. And we have The Jamie Ivey Show that's on YouTube, and I write books. And yeah, that's my fun life. I love it. I love it. So full. I I love how big and wonderful the fam is. I can't believe you have... I mean, even just more than a couple boys. My husband comes from a family of three boys, and so it's just like his mom is all boy mom. Even though you have a little girl, I'm sure yes. you can relate to that too. <laughs> totally can relate, and I am obviously happy that I have both. Uh, yes. But there is something really beautiful <laughs> and special about a mama and her boys, you know? Aww. And there's something I, beautiful and special about a mama and her girls too, but they're just yeah. completely different, which is crazy. Oh, it's so sweet. I, My husband and I have a surprise blessing on the way. We're pregnant with our first. Which Congrats. We, thank you. Oh, my gosh. We literally just got married like seven months ago. But God was like, hey, this is going to happen. And we're like, wow, God, not part of the plan, but we're so excited. <laughs> um, so I'm also just pumped about this conversation because I feel like it's a fun new stage and I get to partake now. We're talking about this new, this new book. So, oh, so fun. Um, but before we kind of break into the conversation, I I know it's going to be so full. I do love to ask my awesome guests if there's something that they're loving at the moment, like a favorite thing, kind of like Oprah's favorite things, um, just like a fun thing that you're loving that's making your life better. Because I know that like every listener has walked away with a fun favorite from our guests. So if you have something, let's hear it. Of course I have something. I have like, I'm like, how do I pick just one thing? <laughs> right. So I actually have two things and I hope that doesn't break your rules, oh, but go for it. <laughs> the first thing that I'm loving that is making my life so much better is this sleep mask that I bought. Ooh. And we, during COVID, we always oh, started this project literally a week before COVID started. And we totally did a remodel of our bedroom and bathroom. And in our bedroom, we added just massive windows and we live in the country. Like we're on a couple acres. So I don't worry about like creepers. We're on the second floor. Right. So I yep. have no blinds or anything on my windows, <laughs> which I know freaks a lot of people out, but we're fine with it. We feel right, really happy right. with our choices. <laughs> but I will say this, if I have a day that I want to sleep in, it's kind of impossible with the sunlight coming into our bedroom. And so I bought myself and my husband. Yes, we're like the old people who we put our mask on at night. (laughs) And so I have this sleep mask that I bought from Amazon that I love so much and I've gifted it to friends and they love it as well. And so I am now a sleep mask wearer. Wow. Um, I love that. Yeah. And then the second thing that I'm loving, because I wanted to bring something also that I'm actually using every day as well. I have these new Bible highlighter pens and they're from the Daily Grace Co. And they don't bleed through, which is what I think is 
what all of us are wanting when we're highlighting in our Bible right. is that they're they're not going to bleed through the pages, which makes me really, really happy. So those two things I'm loving. I love it. I love the diversity. The sleep mask is so fun. I feel like I had one when I was younger, but I never really used it. But I feel like when you get older, those are like the really simple luxuries that just really make it. Um, yes. So I I maybe need to go get one. I, I feel I feel like I do, especially like when I'm trying to take a nap during the day or when yes. I'm just trying to like fully shut down. Oh my gosh, I love that. And the Daily Grace Co. is a ride or die favorite. They have really oh, you taken know them off. already. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. I I love them. Their Bible studies are amazing. Yeah. I have their highlighters. I think they're so revolutionary. It sounds kind of weird, but I honestly, like you can find some, but they bleed through and then you're like, yep. well, <laughs> I know what they're now? creating so. beautiful stuff. So I'm, I'm yes. a fan of them as well. Oh, it's so cool. I love that you shared a favorite from them. I love that. It's seriously such a fun way to start. But like I said earlier, we're going to be talking about the main reason why we're here is about God made you to be you. Jamie's new book that is now that you guys are listening, listeners, it's actually out in the world. It's launched already. It's her new children's book. And I can't wait to talk about it today as well as some of the messages inside. Um, Jamie, I received my copy in the mail like a week or two ago. Oh. And oh my gosh, it's, it's over here in my office. I can see it over here on my desk. And not only is it like adorable, I just love the storyline, but the message is so clear and powerful. Even for us as adults. Um, So I would love to hear. Tell us how this book came about and why this message is so important to you and the Lord. Well, I am so excited, Tara, that you have a baby in your belly and that you're going to be reading this book to them. It it makes me like feel kind of like weepy to think about you sitting down reading this book uh, to your new baby. You know what? It's funny that you said that. I literally am at that stage where baby can hear stuff now. And so I'm like, anytime, like me and Michael, my husband will sit down. I'm like, I have actually little books now. Then God made you to be you to like read over them, which is so precious. (laughs) This just gave me chills, Tara. I like so excited. I think it's one of the reasons even talking about how this book came about is just like, I feel super I guess honored would be a word to say. I feel super mm-hmm. humbled. The fact that that these this book and this message and these words and these characters and these illustrations are going to be really used in homes to help kids believe that God made them special. And mm. um, you know, I know I write yeah. books for adult women, and uh, my husband and I have a marriage book, and so there, there's a lot of like I'm so like grateful God that you would allow my words to impact people and. I can't even explain what that feels like. It's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, I think about it with these kids and I just want to cry, you know? And so right. I love hearing that you're going to read this book. Um, okay. So I'll tell you how this book came about. God made you to be you. Last October in 2020, I released uh, a book for adults called You Be You and um, definitely applies to men and women, but I particularly have a woman centric audience. And so the whole book was just me really wanting to encourage women to to believe that God made them for a purpose, to believe that they had gifts that matter, um, to not buy into the lies that like, oh, we control our destiny and you can do whatever you want, but really say like, man, God is the one who controls everything about me and mm-hmm. I want to serve him faithfully. Um, I want to, I want to encourage women to chase faithfulness really when it comes down to Mm. it. And and that looks different for every woman. And I think that there can sometimes be this idea that, that success, um, is this across the board, you know, one type of way, uh, for a woman to live her life. And Mm -hmm. I think when we take out that word success and we really look at what does it mean to be faithful, that's an individual 
there's a collective calling on the on the on the body of believers mm-hmm. for sure but there's also this individual calling of how do i be faithful to what god's asked me to do right, and how do i right. be faithful with what he's given me and how do i be faithful uh to take what he's given me and believe that be good and so i released that book last year in october and even before it had released i mean with the way that books work i mean you know we've been talking about this kids book way before even that book released last october so when I was finishing up the writing for that book, which would have been in 2019, I just kept thinking this message would be so beautiful for little kids. And, you know, my kids are big, like I told you. And so I'm no longer reading board books to them, you know, (laughs) but there was a day when I was reading a lot of books to my kids. And, you know, I can remember some of those moments of if a book was you know, not just about like hats or monkeys or, you know, going to the sure. park, but it really had like <laughs> yeah. a, a profound meaning, mm-hmm. how special that was to me as a mom. And so I started to think about just the ideas that I wrote in that book for women and how do I translate that into a book for young kids. And so I have an amazing um, co-writer who helped me with it, an amazing illustrator. So this feels like just a one big group project that was so much fun to be a part of. And we really wanted to take this idea of Sammy, the cactus, and a, a character that he is, that he just felt like he wasn't special. He was different. Mm-hmm. He couldn't do what his friends could do. And so the story is a little journey of his friends um, kind of convincing him that he was special. And that message is what I think we need sometimes, even as grown adults, is yes, to yes. not only just believe that God has made us like special and with a purpose and he's given us gifts and talents and he wants us to use those but even like an underlying theme of this book that that I really love so much is how the, Sammy the Cactus, how his friends come alongside him mm-hmm. to remind him of what the things are true about him. And I, and I think we need that as adults and our kids need that as well. So that's how this book came about. And I am over the moon excited about people reading it to their kids. I love it. You know, and this is something, like you said, it's not a typical book where you just read about, you know, an animal that makes a tremendous journey or, you know, with no real significance. And I love how this is so fun. Sammy is illustrated so beautifully. The book Mm. is gorgeous. I love how it turned out, by the way. But I just love how it actually has this important message that, you know, when parents are reading it, it's like, oh, this might seem silly because it's like, not silly, but it might seem like it's just for my kids, but it actually is a a message and a biblical truth that I think we forget a lot. Um, And it's something that is really changed in today's culture. So um, I know how we talked about earlier, your wife, writer, podcaster, but I would probably assume, and you probably would agree that some of your biggest roles in life is wife and mother. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's no surprise that you're so passionate about raising children in the truth of the Lord. And so when I was reading through um, God Made You to Be You, I love how first it just really instilled the importance of being ourselves and not anyone else because it's important to know that we we were created by God to be ourselves, but also to not try to be like anyone else because God has made you uniquely, but then also that awesome special purpose that God has. So, you know, when I think about it, the opposite of being ourselves is actually comparing and aiming to be like others. You know, on the surface, it doesn't sound bad. Like, what's the error in that? Like, there's some amazing people I should be like. But, you know, let's talk a little bit about, and I know the book says, you know, it touches on this too, about what God says about our identity in Christ and, you know, God's, um, just his heart for us, not comparing, but actually being ourselves. Yeah. I think comparison is one of the biggest traps right now that the enemy is using, Mm -hmm. um, to kind of paralyze 
women from doing the things God asked them to do. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Because there's this idea that we would look around and think, okay, I think I know how God has gifted me, but gosh, it's not as flashy as how he's gifted her. And right. I right. think I know and believe that God has put these kids in my home for me to be their mom. But wow, look at that other family and their kids are really like, they know all these Bible verses and I don't think they've ever done anything wrong, which is not true anyways, but we can try to convince ourselves of that. Or we mm-hmm. look around and think, man, I am, you know, stuck in this church that, I, that I'm, I'm not really loving right now. And I look at my friend and she's thriving. And obviously that, that example has a lot of nuance to it and, and personal things, but there is this this way that we compare our lives to those around us and it's paralyzing. It it does not produce fruit. And I think that is something that has been such a wake up call for me over the last couple of years in my own personal life. And then also in, in teaching women is that if something's not producing fruit, it can't be from the Lord. And so this idea of comparing ourselves over and over, um, and then believing lies, that's not producing fruit. And so if we're going to believe what God's word says that, you know, that we are his workmanship, that he has created us the way that he has created us in Christ and he's created us for good things. And that doesn't have like a parentheses of listing out what the Mm. good things are like you have been created um, for good works that God's prepared for you and you should walk in them. That's what Paul's telling the church in Ephesus. Mm -hmm. Like this is what God's done for you. Then I want to be a woman who says, well, I'm going to trust that. I'm going to, I'm going to read that scripture and I'm not going to think that that's just for Tara or it's just for someone else. Mm, right. Like I'm going to read that and I'm going to pray, Holy Spirit, help me believe this. Like help me believe that this is true. And when we start to do those practices of believing God's word to be true about us, then it's much easier for us to battle the comparison game. I don't personally think that any of us are going to overcome the comparison game, mm-hmm. but I think it's a battle. And I think when you stop fighting is when it takes over your life. And so for me, I'm looking at my life going, listen, I'm in a much more secure place in my life now. A lot of that has to do with age. A lot of that has to do with my friendships. A lot sure. of it just has to do with mm-hmm. like, I think you hit 40 and you're just like, I actually don't actually care that much about what you think about me because (laughs) I lived there way too long. So there's a lot of maturity in life under there, but there is also a lot of like, man, I have spent a lot of hours begging God to help Mm -hmm. me believe these things to be true and him being faithful in that and and Mm -hmm. me believing them. And then a week later, man, God, my heart has wondered and I'm not believing this. Will you help me believe this? Will you help me believe what is true? And so all that to say is like, I think comparison is this trap uh, that honestly, once you get in, it is sometimes hard to dig yourself out of it. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, I think the way we dig our, if you're listening and you're like, I am in this trap, I have fallen in the trap door and I have no way out. Uh, that's not true. Actually, there is a way out and it is like not to be cheesy or churchy. I really do believe this, that God's word is, is what does that for us. And then the people in your life, the community of believers that he's mm-hmm. put to hold up your arms when you can't hold them up anymore, to tell you mm-hmm. the truths when you can't believe them for yourselves. Like, I believe that we can do that for each other. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I love that. And something that you said multiple times is the word faithful. And it's something that we've already talked in this episode multiple times about. You know, it's been a theme in your life and a theme in the books you've written. And I just, I love how it kind of comes down to that. It's believing God's truths and also believing that he's faithful to to remind us of these truths and help us believe them. Um, I was talking to a friend the other day and she was just saying how, I mean, the hard truth is that when we try to be like other people, you know, when we try to, you know, step into their giftings, when it's not our giftings, when we compare, we're actually neglecting the beautiful um, concept of the body of Christ and Mm -hmm. how Paul says, you know, there's so many different members, different functions, but I mean, honestly, think about your body. I mean, I personally struggle with some chronic illnesses, but for the most part, think about your body parts and think about how they all work in conjunction. Like just, I mean, when you think about that metaphor, like the hard truth is that, man, if we're neglecting what we've been given, everyone suffers, honestly, mm-hmm. which yeah. is kind of sobering to think about. Um, but man, I think we underestimate, like you said, I really appreciate Jamie, how you said like, hey, like God is faithful and we need to believe that he will help us believe these things about ourselves. Because I think yeah. sometimes we put, don't we put too much of the of the pressure and of the power on us to, yeah. to battle these things? I mean, I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think also like I was listening to this podcast, uh, Journey Woman podcast, which is a great mm-hmm. podcast if anyone's looking for one. And she had a guest on there one day. Her name was Abigail. And she said, you can't obey God in someone else's life. Wow. Wow. And I remember it kind of stopped me in my track because I was like, man, how many times have I wanted someone else's life? Yeah. And that's not the life that God's prepared for me. It's not what he's asked me. To, it's not what he's asked me to do. Like trying to imitate someone else is almost like. If you think about it, it's almost like saying to God, I don't trust you. I don't believe you. I don't mm-hmm. think you're good. I don't think you have my best interest in mind. And those are hard places to be if we really believe that God is holy and good yeah. and right in all that he does. 
um, for us to not believe that, you know, talking about these different gifts, it, it is true. And so many times we, we look at our giftings and we think however God has gifted us and whatever talents he's given us and whatever opportunities, wherever he's placed us. And so many times we think like, why, or what is this? And I, and I love when Paul's talking about spiritual gifts and he talks about, he lists out so many of them. And then right before he talks about what you alluded to, like the body consists of all these different gifts. Mm-hmm. He actually said all these, and the, he's, he's talked about some gifts. All these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Mm. And so what we're looking at here is like, God is saying, Hey, I am giving you what you need. This is what yeah. I, this is what I will for you. I am apportioning these out. And so Whenever we look around and, you know, if, if I were to look at like my friend, Chris Kane, who's an amazing preacher, right? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes if I were to think, golly, if I could <laughs> just be more like Chris, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm like, please, God, give me a little bit of what Chris has. Yes. <laughs> but, but really I would say, man, that is her lane. And that is how God has put her here. That is what mm-hmm. he's given her to do. Yep. For me, he's gifted me in other ways, you know, as a podcast host, he's given me gifts to do that. And, and for me to kind of say like, man, I wish I had something else is almost to say, man, I don't, God, I don't trust you. Mm. You know, I'm not yes, here yes. for believing you. Um, and God says, you know, he says another time in that same chapter of 12 in first Corinthians, where he says, um, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them as he chooses. Mm. And so I think so many times it comes down to, Am I going to be a woman who believes um, that God knows what he's doing? <laughs> you know, yeah, right. am I going to be a woman that, that trusts him with the way that he chooses? Um, and I, and am I going to be okay with that? It's almost like parenting. Sometimes this is like a really cheesy analogy, but <laughs> it's almost like when you're like, like right now in Texas, the state fair is going on. Right. And oh, side so note, fun. which I'm so embarrassed, all the Texans are going to hate me. I've never actually been to the state fair, which is Dang. very embarrassing. I know. Hey. <laughs> And I've been in Texas most of my life and it's a big deal. But anyhow, I should make that happen this this year. Maybe I'll take my family up yeah, to the state fair. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyhow, let's say I have little kids and we go to the state fair, which at the state fair you can get anything fried you want, like fried Oreos, fried whatever. And oh, my yeah. kids ask for like a treat, right? And I give them a treat. <laughs> right. And let's say I also know that at the end of the night we're going to a birthday party to celebrate someone and there's going to be massive treats. And they keep asking for more treats at the fair mm. because they see them and they're around them. And as a parent, I'm like, no, not because I'm trying to be mean, but it's because I know what's happening in five hours. Sure. And, oh, that's good. You know, as cheesy as that analogy is, it's sometimes how I think about God as our father mm-hmm. is we sometimes feel like. I got the short end of the deal. They got something better. I Mm. wish I could be more like her and just live in this trap and this paralyzing idea that God is out to get us or something. And really, I'm not trying to place this on God the Father, but he is all knowing and he does know, you know, what is coming. And so he's not a mean father. He's a father that's saying, I actually know what's best for you. I actually know how I'm going to use you. I actually know what I have ahead of you. And so I'm constantly having to remind myself that I serve a good, good dad who really wants the Mm -hmm. best for me. And so in those moments where I want to be more like Tara, more like Chris, or more like Rebecca, or more like anybody, it's almost this muscle that I have developed more over the years, and I will still develop it until the day I die. But it's this muscle of going, but that's not who I am. And that's not what God's created me to do. And that's not where God has placed me. 
He has placed me in Austin, Texas with a husband, Aaron, and four kids with all of our complexities and difficultness and right. and things that we as a family bring to the table. And he has created in me this opportunity to create podcasts and encourage women. And he has created in me the opportunity to, to produce books and, and things. And I want to be faithful with what God has put before me, mm. with my people, my kids, my husband, my church community, the job that he's given me. And so it's a muscle memory, Tara. I really believe yeah. that. Oh, 100%. Of, yeah, of learning to believe that. And so, I mean, all that going back to God made you to be you. I'm like, if it's a muscle memory, if it's a learning thing for us to choose to believe this, like what an honor for me to be a part of this project that releases mm-hmm. words about a cactus, you know, yes. who is really by the end of the book believing what his friends say about him and believing that he has a purpose and that God made him on purpose. And that is just it's so fun for me to get to do this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And what a gift to be able to relay this truth that, you know, like you, we just talked about a few minutes ago, it's, it's almost this, it's kind of a complex um, theological biblical concept, right? That Paul breaks mm-hmm. down and it's something that we even as adults struggle with, but it's what, what a blessing to be able to relay that and start planting those seeds in, in littles, you know, and little kids, you know, from whatever age to, you know, even us adults. And so it's awesome mm-hmm. to be able to start that. Cause like you said, if it's a muscle memory, um, shouldn't we start when we're young, when, exactly. yep. you know, to start as soon as possible, as soon as it makes sense or even, oh, it's amazing to be able to break such a big concept down, um, in such a sweet way by talking about Sammy the cactus, you know, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that is so such an amazing opportunity, Jamie. Um, but I also wanted to talk about one of the, one of the last key points that I really, really see in this book. Um, and you know, we've mentioned this already a little bit, but it's about, God having the special purpose and plan for our lives. And, and, you know, Sammy sees that in his journey too, but you know, this can start to sound super cliche for us. I know it has for me, Mm -hmm. especially those who have grown up in the church who have just, um, it's, it's just been part of their lives for a long time, but you know, the phrase is God's plan and God's purpose seem almost ominous to us as if they're out of reach or impossible to ever understand, right? Because it's just, it's said a lot and it's, it just seems maybe too, too far in the sky for us. But you know, we talked about how we all have unique lives and callings, but let's talk about this. I want to ask you this question and see what your thoughts are on this. We, you know, we do have those unique callings and and lives like we talked about, but do we all have a similar purpose in God? You know, without giving too much of the book away, you know, how does Sammy really find his purpose in God alone? Is it, is it different for all of us? Is there a same calling we share? I'd love, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, this is so good. And I think this, um, I'll start with us as adults and then we'll talk about Sammy the Cactus. Yes, um, yes. But I think for us as adults, there are some kinds of these misconceptions about what kind of our greatest calling is in life. And mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to step on anyone's toes here, but I think I might. Um, I hear oftentimes women say, my greatest calling in life is motherhood. And I'm a mother to four. You are about to be a mother. Congratulations again. <laughs> and so it is a very high calling. And I'm very grateful that God mm-hmm. has entrusted me with four kids. Right. But to say that it's our highest calling is, um, I think it's a misrepresentation of what God asked us to do. Mm. Um, and I also think it negates a lot of faithful women of God who will never be like physical mm. moms to people yes. in our home, whether through adoption or birth. And so I really like to believe that, that, that we do all have the same higher calling. Um, and then we all have these, you know, lots of things underneath us that God will ask us to do along the way. 
but we have a higher calling of making God known yes, um, and mm-hmm. pointing people to him. You know, Jesus says as he's leaving, you know, we know the great commission. If you've grown up in church, you've heard this before. And he says, go therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and the Holy spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So Jesus is, is literally leaving his disciples after his death and burial and, re- burial and resurrection. He's saying, Hey, I want to give you this last command. I want to send hmm. you out and I want you to do this. And I think as followers of Jesus, that is our highest calling. So when people are like, man, I'm looking for my calling in life. I'm trying to find God's purpose for me. You can check this off right now is that you already know your highest calling in yes. life. It is right. to make God known and bring him glory. And so when we kind of put that as this major umbrella over our life, all of us are going to have a thousand different things throughout our lifetime. And I'll just tell you this as someone who's lived a little bit longer than you, Tara, they're going to change often. Mm. Like, it's not like you're 25 and you're stuck in one thing for the rest of your life. Yes. Mm -hmm. Those are going to change. But what never changes is that we are called and our highest calling in life is to make God known and bring him glory. Mm. And the hope for that is that for those that aren't mothers, that calling doesn't change for me who in five years will have no more kids living in my house unless they come back, which, you know, they do sometimes, you know, but (laughs) I will still have that highest calling. And so a lot of people are searching for, what am I supposed to be doing for God? What, what am I put here for? And I think those are valid questions. And I think those are questions we should ask ourselves and reevaluate all of the time, but what we never have to ask ourselves or never have to reevaluate is the fact that we know mm-hmm. that we were put here if we are followers of Jesus to bring God glory and make him known. So that is an encouragement that I think yeah. we can all stand on um, as women, men, mothers, parents, whatever yeah. we're doing right now. One of my favorite things about this book and um, in God Made You to Be You is when Sammy is this, this sweet little cactus who is looking around and wishing that he was different, wishing he was more like his friend Jackrabbit who could jump, wishing hmm. he was more like his um, friend the coyote who sings, wishing he was more like his friend Snake who could crisscross and move across the desert floors. All of these things he's looking around and he's thinking, and that's that comparison that we talked about earlier. Right. If mm-hmm. I could just do this, this would be more fun. If I could do this, I'd have a better life. And the thing that is so cute and special about this book is how Sammy's friends gather around him. Mm. They gather around and say, hey, these things that you're thinking, they're simply not true. And they start to list all of the things about Sammy that benefit their lives. And I think as believers, we have this unique opportunity to speak into each other's lives and say, hey, when you're not believing that God made you for a purpose. And so as believers, we have this unique opportunity to be able to speak into each other's lives and remind them of things that are true and, and remind them like, man, right now you feel like there have been seasons where I'm like, what am I here for? What am I doing? And again, those questions are valid and they're real, but I need someone to speak into me and say, Hey, in this season, even though you feel confused about your career, even though you feel confused, if you're supposed to add more kids to your family or not, even though you feel confused about whatever that might look like, here's what we know to be true. And then they speak truths mm, to you from God's yeah. word. That's the kind of friend that I need. And that's what we see on a very small level of this book for ages two to six. His friends, 
all of Sammy's friends do that to him. And I think it's a beautiful representation of the body of Christ. Mm, I love that. No, that, that was an amazing answer to that question. It literally puts everything into so much perspective because I think we're living in a world that it's just we're, we're pounded by, you know, find your calling, you know, mm-hmm. you know, make make an empire, do this for yourself. But I, I was even reminded just just quickly, like when I gave uh, my personal vows to Michael when we got married, is that something that God had really been instilling me over, you know, the the six or so months of engagement specifically. We had dated for a long time, but just that those months of preparing, God was telling me that first and foremost, you're my child, you're mm-hmm. you're a daughter of the king. And then yeah. second, you're going to be Michael's wife. Yep. Yes, it's important. And, you know, and and now I'm going to be a mom. Now, you know, do the podcast, write or all these things. But, you know, first and foremost, it's daughter of the king. Yep. And and for me, what I've learned is that, like you said, it's this umbrella. It's this, almost this trickle effect. I think about, you know, seeing daughter of the king at the top of this, of this list. And then everything else falls under that. And then everything else will be influenced by my relationship yeah. with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so- if I'm keeping that central, then being a wife, being a mom, doing doing ministry, working, it's going to be um, it's going to be good, and it's going to be um, for the glory of the Lord. If I keep you know that one purpose central, you yeah, know, so um, true. And so I, I love that, and I and I love that encouragement, and I think we need to be reminded of that. Um, so I'm just I'm so thankful for that, and also how it's just explained in Sammy's life and through his mm-hmm. friends. Um, I really I really hope that that also is an encouragement to people about the community aspect of this book. It's so so apparent, but. As we close this episode, I have just loved every minute of this. I have loved talking about the book. I have loved your wisdom. You've always been like an online mentor to me. So mm. I'm, I'm so honored about this conversation. But as we close, I know this might be a really hard question, but for the mamas and parents, um, uh, hope, hopeful mamas um, or just ladies, individuals who are here, you don't have to be parents. Um, I would just love if you could just give us um, one of your best pieces of advice of raising children or just loving others well or serving others well in in the love of the Lord and and just what you have learned and what God has taught you through that. Yeah, I think one of the things um, that I'm learning right now that applies to parenting, but also applies to any kind of relationship that we're in, you know, I've told you we're parenting teenagers. And so mm-hmm. one thing God's really been teaching me lately is that this parenting gig that I'm in the, in the midst of, uh, it is a long game. And, Mm. um, there's so many times that I want my kids to believe a truth about themselves or even a truth that their dad and I believe about them. And I want them to just grab hold of that and then be confident in it and believe it and, (laughs) and be a new creation who says, no, I am this. (laughs) And, That's why this applies to any relationship as well, because it is a long game. And, you know, I look back and think, man, I'm way more trusting of God today than I was five years ago and 10 years ago and 15 years ago, Hmm. and that my kids are also on that journey. And so for me to expect them to be something now at 15 um, is is a unhealthy expectation. It also is just me going, God, I'm going to hold them open handedly and I'm going to allow you to do what only you Hmm. can do. Uh, because in my, you know, anxiety driven control freak mind, I want to snap my fingers and everyone be confident and love Jesus and <laughs> be the best human they could ever yes, be. Yeah. And I realize that all of us here are on a journey and that includes my kids um, and it includes the people that I'm walking close to. So I just would like to encourage people that in every relationship you're in, including a parent child relationship, that oftentimes it's a lot longer than we think it is as to where we start to see people um believe who God says they are. 
I love that. And I'm I can't wait to edit this episode, re-listen to it because I'm just I'm taking all the notes, soaking oh, it all in. Thank you, um, yeah. Oh my gosh. As far as just being an expectant mama, but then just as an individual, you know, just just remembering yeah. that. I think there's a lot of grace there. There's so mm-hmm. much grace there. But oh my gosh, Jamie, you have been such a blessing here. So I just want to thank you. I, I know things are crazy. I know as we record this, it's it's a crazy week before the launch. Book is out in the world as people are listening to this, but I know it's been a crazy season, I'm sure. So I just want to thank you for your time and your service and your humble heart. Man, I am just, um, I'm floored and excited about thank you this so much for having me. Oh, of course. So before we end quickly, um, just give a little shout out to our listeners of where they can get God made you to be you because currently as they're listening, the book is out in the world. So just remind them where they can find it as we close. Oh, thank you so much. Anywhere you buy books, you could get this. Um, Amazon, Lifeway, Books a Million, Target, anywhere. And then if you just want more information about the book, you can go to GodMadeYouTobeYou.com and it'll be there. Amazing. I'll have that all linked below so you guys can check it out. Grab it for yourself. Grab it for a friend, for that yes. mama you know, anyone. Great oh. gifts. I mean, this is a great gift. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Well, Jamie, you're amazing. I'm so thankful for you. Again, thank you for being here. This has blessed me so much and I know our listeners. Thank you so much.